0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to our second episode of She's a Whore! Uh, it's your hosts, uh, Ronnie um, and, and Ginger, and we have a couple of uh, guests with us today. We have our friends Daisy and Roman. Say hi, guys. Hiya! Hello. Let's just get right fucking into it, homie. Yeah, you ready? let's go. What's the first topic, Ginger? Um, I think... You know what? Let, let's do something interesting. What was... Your first impression of us. Let's do our first. Oh Jesus! Here we go. Our first impressions of everybody. Daisy, let's start (laughs) with you. What was your first impression of me? Because I know we had a class together in your
1: freshman year and my sophomore year. So, go ahead. I mean, (laughs) Ginger, you were a very loud person, and I was pretty quiet my freshman year. I I did not like talking. Like I wouldn't talk in class or anything like that. So you intimidated me like no other. I have that
2: effect. <laughs> what about you, Roman?
3: Um, I didn't know you by name, uh, but when you would walk into the classes I was in, I was simultaneously happy and a little bit like shit because when you were in there, you'd be so entertaining and you'd have very good energy, but we'd also get nothing fucking done <laughs>
0: uh, for the <laughs> lesson. So it
3: was like it was like eighty, like yeah, this will be lit in twenty, like. For fuck's sake, we're getting nothing done.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that's how you and me fucking study, Ronnie. I'll just fucking... Sometimes you literally have to... Can you shut the fuck up?
2: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, we'll be in there trying to get something serious done fucking three hours ago go by and we're still in the same place that we started in. What can I fucking say? I'm an entertaining bitch. Well, that's to be determined. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see.
0: What? Oh, fuck. Can I tell you my first impression of you, Ronnie? Sure.
2: Bring it on, bitch. Okay, I'm
0: gonna fucking say it if we all fucking... When I first saw you, you literally had the biggest resting bitch face <laughs> I had ever fucking seen. However, when I did crack a joke in that fucking class and you laughed your ass off, I was like, she's alright
2: Yeah. She's alright that's the first time that I ever met you, too, and I'd seen you around campus. I was like, yeah, she's a tall bitch, <laughs> <laughs> we get into this boring-ass education class and fucking this teacher's just yawning on and everyone's falling asleep and all of a sudden you crack this joke about the fucking um what was it
0: oh so she was like oh you know we're gonna have a a cracker barrel this weekend you know yeah you, you should all come and i raised my hand i was like um sorry to interrupt what the hell is a cracker barrel and she's like oh it's where your local legislatures come together and talk about you know
2: Issues, And then I'll never fucking forget. You're like, oh, well, the only Cracker Barrel that I'm fucking interested in is the restaurant. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone everyone in the class just fucking explodes. I was like, yeah, this bitch is down. I I can get with that. Fuck yeah. Let's talk about Roman. Roman, do you know what I thought
0: of you when I first fucking saw you?
3: (laughs) Oh, do tell. You
0: look like a fucking history professor who's in their 20s. (laughs) <laughs> you got the cargo shorts You got the Hawaiian shirt You got the fucking 1980s glasses going for your ass <laughs> 1980s That is a 1980s glasses hey, Do
3: you... hey, these are trendy now I had these before they were cool Yeah, but oh, did you have so these in the fucking early
0: Fucking era of 2016 Because if you did, I bet your ass was beat
3: Uh, <laughs> no, it was beat for other reasons
1: Oh, yeah See, I've, know, I've known uh, Roman here for a while now I just remember the first time I saw him, I was just like, Oh my god. I don't know anybody in this class. This one looks nerdy, I'll sit near him. This one. (laughs) This one looks fucking (laughs) nerdy. Honestly,
0: if I had to say like the personification of an encyclopedia, that's what you are. If a cycle cycle
2: Oh that you know what? That was a lot of big ass words for you. We are, uh, we are all proud. Okay, can we just... Even though you use them wrong. <laughs> I know. Can we just
0: say something? I'm like five sheets to the wind. I've had a twisted tea and a fucking mics. Oh, yeah, because that makes two you hours. five sheets to the wind. Over
3: two, two hours.
0: Over, yeah. Why do you gotta fucking expose me to my viewers? <laughs> no, this, is, this is a podcast.
3: It's there not no a game view
2: we are nothing but truthful in this bitch. <sighs> oh, that's fucking true. That's fucking true. Well, that, yeah. Well, and in the
1: era of, like first time we met each other, I actually knew Ronnie from a freshman group chat that I put together, yeah. and
2: I was like, you never said anything. No, I didn't. I just, I, I'm one of those people that never really says anything in group chat. I just look. And so I was like, oh, this is kind of
1: like a judgmental bitch. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I get that so and much. And I
1: think it does relate back to that bitch face that uh, Ginger was talking about. Yep. But, like, then I saw you during. Orientation weekend, and mm-hmm. I and I went up and I made sure to introduce myself, and I was like, "Okay,
2: she's not so bad." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and look at us. Yes, look at us. Even though we haven't known each other for a long time, I can say that we've had some good times, some good laughs. Oh, like that fucking Halloween party that we had. Oh yes.
0: fuck me. Okay, for those who are listening who don't know, every year I should say every year we've only done it fucking once, but we're already <laughs> planning the second one. We have an annual Halloween party where everybody dresses up, we go to, like, a haunted sort of fucking walkthrough of a shit, and then we come home and we get shit-faced and we talk shit about people. So kind of like right now, but with more people.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And more alcohol.
0: And more alcohol. Yes. And
2: last... And usually, Ginger ends up rolling around on the floor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> or chokeholding somebody and singing and about so how much well. they
2: don't like a teacher. H- yes. Listen, she, she, didn't, she didn't fucking say anything. She, she didn't, didn't say oh, anything.
3: She didn't say no. The, the, she must have wanted it.
2: Oh, no! you fucker. Literally, we have so many videos of the, that night and Gendra being like, oh, well, she didn't say anything. Bitch, she couldn't. You were fucking <laughs> showing her out. The, the
1: fear in her eyes. Oh, yeah. She so, was screaming, like, help me. And we yeah. all just sat there yeah. laughing.
3: Well, we, we were all shit faced. And yes. so it's sure. easy to sit here in retrospect, and say, ah, yeah, that maybe was questionable. We were all drunk as shit.
2: And we also didn't do anything about it. No. No. We just took out our phones and recorded it, because that's what you
0: do. I just remember when you fucking put me to bed, Veronica, you were like, okay, turn this bitch
2: over. She cannot fucking choke her own vomit. Because, I mean, we walk you to your fucking room, and she's, you know, she can barely walk. We're guiding her in there. And all of a sudden, this bitch just fucking face plants into her fucking bed, and I was like, Ginger, and, and, and retrospect she had never really been wasted before so I was like okay she doesn't really know how to hold her liquor she fucking face plants into the goddamn mattress okay I was like okay you gotta fucking roll over so like if you throw up you can throw up into a trash can on the side and not fucking die I come in the next morning probably about 6am and this bitch is still face down in her mattress and I was like holy fuck she's dead (laughs) (laughs) no this bitch (laughs) belly just rise and fucking falls like oh she's
0: fine. <laughs> Can we talk about something at this goddamn fucking Halloween party? Can we talk about our fucking friend's costume that came and what that guy
2: said? You- oh yeah, um <laughs> yes, I do. I don't want to reveal his name, but we will talk about the experience. So, he came from um Rabbit City. He's like one of my friends from high school. And all of us were supposed to dress up. And he really—he was really nervous about what he was going to dress up as. And so he had, like, two different costumes. Like, one of them was a bunny for, like, this Alice and Wonderland theme that we did, which was really fun. But then he, like, pulled out this goddamn puppet halfway throughout the night before we went to the Haunted Forest... And I was like, what the fuck are you supposed to be? Well, like, it, it
3: was a ventriloquist. Yes,
2: it was. But then he puts on the other parts of the costume. And what was it? Like a fucking straw hat. hat a mm-hmm. flannel shirt. And so we go to the haunted forest. None of us really think anything about it. Because he told us what he was going to be. And like, there's all these fucking people surrounding us. And someone... it Was was it a girl or was it a guy? It, it was, was a, guy. a guy. And I honestly, yes. he
0: looked nasty because he was... He just, he looked, and he smelled. He looked strung out, is what he looked like.
2: But anyway, he comes up to our friend group, and he looks at my friend, and he's like, he's like, are you supposed to be a slave owner? And all of us just are fucking, like, stunned. And we're like, what the fuck did you just say? And meanwhile, my friend is just like, shriveled down like doesn't know what to say and so like me and my cousin are just like attacking him like you motherfucker like why would you say that but then we look at him it's like yeah he kind (laughs) of did because the dummy that he was holding was fucking black
3: and And none of
0: us none of us caught on can we also talk about the fact that for your fucking cousin her fucking cousin is like what 5'2 Five yep. two, and these skinny bitch, skinny small bitch. I'm standing behind her. We're in line, and these people cut in front of us, and they're going under the goddamn rope. And she, this small bitch, what? yo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and she was like, "You bastard!" I fucking pulled her out. Said, no, no. She not. has
1: <laughs> small dog energy.
0: She does. See, though, that's
2: how everyone is in my family. We're very aggressive when it comes to protecting our own. Honestly, same. Because at that
0: goddamn point, I knew her shit was going to get rocked.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, okay. Are we, are we also going to glaze over the fact that while we were waiting in line at the same place where this all happened, um, a guy approached Ginger oh, fuck me. and yes. uh, tried to give Ginger his phone number? And despite Ginger constantly bemoaning the fact uh, that she does not have a boyfriend, fuck you. stares at this guy and goes, what for? How old are, are you? you?
0: Let, okay, listen. In my <laughs> justification, I'm literally talking to Ronnie. I'm like, we're just fucking shit talking. And out of nowhere, this guy comes up. And he's like, fucking whatever. He's like, can I get your phone number? And I look at him, and for a split second, and I'm like... Why? Why? He's no, like, you didn't no, say No, 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 no. no.
2: You, It was so innocent. you like, why? You were scared. Yeah, she was. It wasn't
1: like indifferent, like, why? It was a why (laughs) like you were terrified well this like child exactly fucking
0: child (laughs) that fucking guy looked like he was goddamn 16 at that point i was 21
3: i'd have to disagree i think he was he was likely late 17 probably 18
2: yeah he was not 16 so of legal age I'm not going to be jumping in the fucking Either fucking either away. It didn't matter if they were older or younger than you. You were just so terrified of the fact that someone would want your fucking phone number. Well, I
1: mean, this carries on. I mean, some dude uh, at orientation this year asked you for your phone number and invited you up to his room.
0: Okay, he didn't ask me for my phone number. I literally was in there and he's like, you know, if you're ever available, you can always come out to my room. And, and what did you say? I was like, Uh... uh <laughs> I would have to, you know what, not to change the fucking subject, but let's talk about dating in general. Let's talk about you two, okay? For those of you who don't know, Roman and Daisy, they are part of the LGBTQA plus community. And, you know, we don't really talk about that a lot in the Midwest. It's kind of like skidded over, it's kind of just, you know, put under the rug. So, I kind of want to talk about, you know, what's it like to be a plus in the Midwest? What's what's your experience with it?
1: Well, I'll, I guess I can go first. Um, so, I am a bi woman. And I feel like that really goes one of two ways. Either uh, people say that bi is not a real thing when I, like, do come mm-hmm. out about it. They're like, oh, so you're gay? And it's like, no, I'm not. I, and you're I, just, like, oh, hiding it. Yeah. Or I get hypersexualized. Yeah. Where they're like, oh, so you want a threesome? And I'm just like, I mean, no. yes, but not because I'm bi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you look
0: in the goddamn media today and any person who's goddamn bi in like the TV shows or whatever, these bitches are always having sex. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, bitch. They got jobs. They got fucking. Hobbies? Jesus Christ. Well, and
1: biphobia is so rampant. It is. Not only like in real life but in media. Yeah. I mean like one of my favorite characters is Callie in Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. And she feel, she faces a lot of biphobia and biphobic comments and it's just no one ever like, talks about Addresses it. That yeah. Because they're like oh this is normal but it's not normal and it shouldn't be normal. Mm-hmm. LGBTQ. It's in there. Mm-hmm. Respect the B. Preach, bitch. Preach,
3: bitch. What about you, Roman? Uh, I am a bisexual guy, and I have I have limited experiences with it because I figured out pretty quickly you just don't say that. I know Daisy was talking about how as a bi woman, it's often sexualized or dismissed. And yes, as a bi guy, it's dismissed, but it's not sexualized when you're a guy. It is severely looked down upon. Yeah. It's, it's a different set of standards. Um, so, I just don't say anything. Very, very rarely am I open with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I am, it's with people that I know quite well. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I honestly, it kind of. I don't know if it's for you guys, but I feel like it would suck. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be going out to the world in every goddamn room you're in, but to feel like you have to, like, sort of hide who you are, do you feel like you guys, like, do you feel like you do that for, like, a safety reason?
1: For, like,. To protect yourselves? I, I've never really hid who I was. I kind of got pushed out of the closet by my stepdad when I was 12. Um, See, I had been planning, like, oh, I'm going to have to tell my parents Mm because I have a crush on this girl. Never really came to anything. Um, But one day, my stepdad calls me downstairs and looks at me. He goes, do you like girls? (laughs) And I'm like, well, when you put it like that, yes, I do. (laughs) And um, so ever since then, like... When he, like, looked at me and he was just totally fine with it, I just didn't hide it. So, like, yeah. everybody I know, I have said it and I will say it repeatedly because it is part of who I am.
2: What's
3: um, I did for a number of years hide it. I knew that I was by, oh, like, freshman year of high school. And I didn't really, I, you know, I told individual people, but I wasn't terribly open about it. Uh, until maybe late junior, senior year of high school, or perhaps even freshman year of college. Uh, I got more open with it, and I didn't say anything, you know, publicly or to my family until, like, junior year of college. And it was partially because I didn't really have to because I'm in a straight-passing relationship. Yeah. So there wasn't much of a reason to, mm-hmm. um, you know, and also considering that, it's just like, why, why put yourself out there? In a place like South Dakota, where it is so, where
2: you constantly conserv- get torn down for yeah. it, yeah,
3: it's so a conservative area, and the mindset is conservative. There's just no reason. And especially, I also grew up in like a conservative Christian environment. Yeah. You know, in a lot of my time, my employers were Christian. I went to you know a Christian church, and it's like, I'm not going to risk it.
0: Honestly, I I feel that I know so many people, even myself. Sometimes I question my sexuality. Like every goddamn day because we are so constantly wanting to find out who we are, you know, what we like, what we want, stuff like that. But when you grow up, in a like, like Roman said, in a very conservative environment like the Midwest and you've got churches on every block, I mean your pastor coaches, your basketball team, you're doing all of this and there's this sort of set standard, you are afraid to be who you are. You are. And you're afraid to explore it and you're afraid to do all of that sort of thing. So it kind of does hinder it. And then you worry about the judgment. Because let's be real, there is judgment. There is. Like, I once, how would I say it? I once asked a family member, and I was like, oh, you know, what would you do if I was gay or bi? And they're like, we'll cross that road if it happens. And it it, it, it sort of, like, threw me for a loop, because it was like, you didn't say that you would still care for me. You didn't say that. So now you make me ten times more nervous. I would say it's
2: more something that you have to deal with rather than accept.
0: Yeah. It's like, yeah. Or just, like, the random stuff that people say, you know? It it makes you uncomfortable. It really does.
2: Well, just switching it over to a more, like, upbeat note... Who was your celebrity crush, Ginger? Growing
0: up? Oh my gosh. Or
2: crushes. Crush let's be real, okay? (laughs) I'm
0: always after the honeys. Okay? I'm all Okay, can how how in depth and weird can we get into this? Name your
2: top two. Like as as a child? As a child. As a child. As a child, and maybe if that's still your like celebrity crush. Okay,
0: so as a child. Um, one of them was obviously Prince Eric from the goddamn The Little Mermaid. Of course. He was hot, then goddamn dimples, then blue eyes. I was like, yas, honey. And then my weird
2: one. And it, sorry, it also helps that his love interest was a redhead just like you. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it does. It does fucking help. Honestly, I wanted to be that bitch. I wanted to be her. I always fucking went swimming. Are you kidding me? I was like, where the hell's my tail? <laughs> but no, Prince Eric won. And then... If we're gonna go, like, real weird into it. You guys ever seen the Goofy movie? No. Yeah. He's the, the son, Max? Oh,
1: Max was kinda what fine. Fuck.
0: Fuck you! He was the <laughs> shit, know, you I dumb know. bitch! Max was kinda
1: <laughs> fine, not gonna lie. Yeah. He was a dog. I
2: was he fucking- He was a fucking dog. I was eight, you <laughs> dumb fuck! You know, I I gotta
1: say, I did have a crush on, um... Not Scar. Scar's, like, son or whatever from Lion King 2.
2: Yeah, like, but I can't
1: remember Oh, his Kovu, name. Kovu, yeah.
2: Of so course, of course, Ginger fucking remembers it. Yeah. I, I would say when it comes to Disney trivia, you're all over it. Oh, fuck <laughs> yeah. I had a crush on Kovu, and then I
1: pricked the entirety of the Pirates of the Caribbean cast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah.
2: for sure. Uh, Will Turner, oh, all the way. Jasper, hello. Mm-hmm. Hello. Can we
3: throw a Captain Barbossa in there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, no, that's no. not it. The beard? That's disgusting. I'd no.
3: rather. I, I I disagree. You know, you can I fucking disagree. throw a fuck black pearl
2: with that shit. How do I figure? Yeah. How do you figure?
3: I I think it's attractive. The beard? Yes.
2: How come you don't grow a beard?
3: Uh because I can't. I've tried. Okay, it but also, also the
2: guy looks like he, looks like he's like sixty years old. How is that attractive?
3: Is there something wrong with that? <gasps> yeah, Ooh, because because there my is. other current celebrity crushes are Green Goblin and Doc Ock. What the? So like, <laughs> we let's expand. Okay,
2: this. but Green Goblin with like the fucking mask or like. His alter no, under- ego, like the normal, like human being. Both, oh,
3: a, little both yeah. a little both, a little okay. both. Okay, good, good mix in there.
2: He likes kay. the crazy. Let's just be honest.
1: And that's, that's why,
0: why, why I'm engaged. with you. Yeah.
1: Hey. Oh, for, for those who
0: don't know, Daisy and Roman are together. They're engaged. They're they're gonna get married. And what I love so much about them is like, they literally are the perfect couple. I mean, freaking Daisy always talks of how how like. Fucking Roman was created in like the female gaze.
1: I
2: say that or I, say that? you say you, that. You say. You say I'm pretty that. sure that we all know that Ginger has a secret crush on Roman. I it's not, not a
3: secret. It is not a secret. Well listen,
2: in Ginger's mind, it's a secret.
0: Here's my thing. I don't have a crush on Roman. I do like his personality. Mm, is Ooh. that all that you like? Yes. Really? Here's my thing. He's <laughs> not misogynistic, he's not an asshole, and he's he's a genuinely like caring persons. So what I'm yes. hearing is the bar is on the floor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you saying that your fiance is a piece of shit? No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. <laughs> i oh, see how
3: I rank around here. I,
1: well. No, okay. Since we're getting into it, I know. I mean, kind of changing the subject. No, Let's correct. talk about how the standards for men is on the damn floor. Oh, <gasps> F- fucking is in every me. situation. Like we need to raise our standards. Our standard should be more than, oh, he holds the door for me and he doesn't hit me when he's angry.
2: That's the thing, though. It needs to be raised collectively because it's if it's only a couple of bitches, it, nothing's ever going to change. No. Yeah, it,
1: it, it is a nationwide thing. It really
2: is. Here's my thing. I
1: saw
0: a TikTok the other day where it's like, this bitch was making fun of, it.
1: oh, look at that dad.
0: Hold his baby. Oh, you changed his diapers. That's so amazing. Bitch! He does a great job of
1: babysitting. Yes.
0: It's not
2: babysitting. That it's is your fucking care child. Of your child. There's a, a big difference between parenting and babysitting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huge. Well,
1: and like, I, I, I saw another kind of TikTok going in the same vein. Where this family they have a rule where like the husband takes care of the kids when they go out in public, because a father chasing a naughty child mm-hmm. will be met with like, "Oh, you're such a good dad," but a mother taking care of a disobedient child, it's like you is you. judgmental glares. It is like you like, oh, should gonna have call. a handle on yeah. them. Yeah, like it is terrible. The double standard between men and women is terrible. I
0: feel that because like when I go to stores, you know what pisses me off the most. What pisses me off the most is when, like, the children are acting crazy or whatever, and it's only the mom that's like, shh, shh, shh. you
2: gotta be quiet. Yep. It's
0: only the goddamn mom. What is dad doing? Fucking nothing. He's staring off in the goddamn space. He's looking at video airplanes. games. Well, because
2: let's be honest, a husband is actually a third child. Oh, yeah. Sorry,
0: Sorry. Roman. It's yeah.
2: <laughs> It's fucking true. You'll see them, like, a family going grocery shopping. The mom's always holding the cart, and here's, like, a couple of kids running behind her, and the husband's on the way back fucking string of children behind
1: her she she's making sure that the youngest one has the snacks because if not they're gonna throw a fit she's making sure that the five-year-old isn't shoving little candies in their pockets she's making sure that the eight-year-old isn't throwing a fit because they want this nerf gun and they want it now and then the husband what does he do he encourages it let's go shoot something but Let, let's go let's go look at the nerf guns let's Oh, I want this video game. I'm going to throw it in here, even though our budget's $100 and this video mm-hmm. game is 60. Like, yes. no, it's like
0: that's why I'm always afraid. Like, like you guys said with the relationship, I don't want another child. I want a grown ass man. I want to be like, oh, hey, honey, I paid the bills today. Couldn't be. Couldn't fucking be. That is your new goddamn catchphrase. It is. Couldn't fucking be. Do you guys want to know my new catchphrase? I just came up with this this week. Someone's gonna get got. A bitch is gonna get got.
2: Okay, Ginger,
0: simmer the fuck down. Next topic. Next topic? Oh, you, okay. For those who don't know, a majority of the people in this room, not me, okay? Not anymore, bitch, are in the education degree. And in our school, I mean, I'm all for... Elementary and special education. I love that. Obviously, it's needed. It's it's amazing. You know, I used to be in that degree, and I know it's great. However, there are so many inconsistencies between elementary and special education versus secondary education. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. there's yes. there's a lot of, like, unequal, you know... Resources. There's, like, the education part of it. Like, it's not.
3: I think think a good way to phrase this is to give an example. Uh Um, Part of our education program, as you get kind of towards the end of it, um, we take a class called uh, Classroom Technology. And we learn how to combine uh, technology elements in the classroom to, like, increase learning or whatever tagline they give the class. And part of that is we are given an iPad um, from the school. Now if you are an elementary ed major, uh, you get to keep the iPad. Yes. It's yours, no questions. And it's asked. a brand
2: new iPad. Yes,
3: it is the latest generation. I'm not an Apple person, I don't yep. know what it is. But if you are a secondary ed major, you are loaned the iPad. And it's always reused. It's reused and it's an older generation and you have to give it back.
2: Yeah, you have to return it before
1: you graduate. Because we're on we're what, is it iPad Gen nine is like the newest I ever. have no idea. No like, idea. And I, the kid next to me had an iPad Generation Six. Yeah. Now, if you know anything about Apple products, they slow down.
2: They do. Oh, they yeah. slow down. And terribly. they're not compatible with everything else. Yeah.
1: So it, it's terrible because it's putting us at a deficit because mm-hmm. they're teaching us, oh, you're going to need to be able to use all these programs in your classroom, but then we are going to have to pay, pay what? Pay four hundred dollars to get the iPad? Yeah. yeah.
3: See the the root the root cause of all of this is there was an individual in the community who died, mm-hmm. um, a, a number of years ago, and she left I think it was two point five million dollars yes. um, specifically, specifically earmarked for the elementary ed program. Yes. Now, yes, obviously we cannot fault the college you know, for no, using no. that money as it's intended. They they legally have to, but they have absolutely focused all of their priorities on the led program because of that because of that and they now obviously they can't do everything that they can do with secondary that they do with elementary but they don't focus it they the catalog is all wonky Mm -hmm. they don't standardize everything
2: and i think that one of the biggest problems is that half of these education courses that we are required to take in order to get our degree half the time we're um what's the word like put together as led and they're geared towards them Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, we'll be in an education course, even the EdTech one, where we're learning all these new programs that we can incorporate into our classrooms, but it's, like, there, it's such a big difference between elementary and secondary. It's, like, as a high school teacher, I can't, like, even when it comes to, like, disciplinary issues, I can't put a high schooler in the goddamn corner if I have a problem with them.
0: Yeah, and that's the thing. All the examples that they give in class, like... Elementary. Oh, elementary. Oh, this is what you do when, you know little johnny is having problems at school and at home and all of this and i'm like then what the fuck am i going to do for big johnny i'll ask that question like oh
2: um we'll get get to that in the next in the next course or the next chapter whatever and they never fucking do they They never never do do. i
3: think there's only one specialized secondary ed program in the curriculum or in the in the program um there's a bunch of specific led you know how yes. to teach as an L.A.D., how to there's deal with five. discipline as an L.A.D. There's five. There's five and total. Thank you. Thank you. But there's only one specifically for secondary. Yeah. So. So, so
2: right there you can see that it's unequal.
3: Yeah.
0: It is. And you know what I also... You brought up money, like paying for shit. Like, Daisy, you brought up... Can we talk about how much bullshit it is to pay for the fucking praxis? Like, obviously, I've... Okay, I may not seem like it, but I'm the bitch who watches the news... And every time I turn on goddamn CBS or whatever, they're always like, oh, major teacher shortage, major teacher shortage, we need more teachers. Okay, um, then why are you charging these fucking kids to pay $600 to take a practice exam?
1: See, I mean, I get having to pay for a federal test. I mean, we I had to pay for the ACT. If you took the SAT, you had to pay for that. Yeah. But I don't get is like why they don't. Have scholarships specifically made to help people? Because mm-hmm. I came from a lower class family, um, and like two hundred dollars for one test is a lot. Yeah, I can't just do that at the drop of a dime. I- I'm gonna have to use my credit card for that because that is not something I can just pay out.
3: And especially if you have to retake it, yeah, yes. a lot. Because a lot of people don't pass their practices on the first try, exactly. So or they're shelling you have to out take additional like money, two
2: or three of them. Don't. And only one, like, one practice test alone is, like, $150. Yeah. So let's say that you have to take three of them or four of them or whatever, or you have to retake it. Like, that shit adds up. It does add up. And honestly,
0: this is sort of kind of the reason why I got out of the education major. Because of all the absolute unequal bullshit that has to go with it. And, like, speaking of unequal bullshit, can we talk about, like, you know, when you get into the teaching world how much you are sort of judged on what you wear well not you just mean, what like, you dress wear code? the dress coat let's talk about that okay. didn't you see a
2: goddamn tiktok from a chick who like this happened yeah there's this girl named maymay on tiktok and she was doing her student teaching it was her last semester of school and after that she would have gotten her degree and she went you know went to this one school had a cooperating teacher report her to um her university because she was wearing a romper and a romper, if you guys don't know, is literally it's a it's a tank top or even a t-shirt with shorts, but it's attached, so it's like a one-piece. And they reported her for being inappropriate. They never once went to her as the student teacher and was like, oh, hey, like maybe you need to wear something different. And like she posted pictures and everything. Nothing that she was wearing was inappropriate. She wasn't showing anything. And she got kicked out of her goddamn program and like couldn't finish her degree just because of clothing. And here's the thing. I saw what she wore because she said it. It was literally a t-shirt
0: under the romper. Yeah. It was literally... But can we talk about, like, even in high school, I've had male teachers come up wearing cargo shorts and all... T-shirts full of holes, just stained, all of that. Now tell me how that's business casual. It's not. It's not. And the minute a freaking female teacher walks in wearing jeans...
1: Oh, fuck. It's World War Three, well, Jesus. But like, a big thing. And, like, not e- it's not even just for women because, like, yeah. there are some things with men that, like... Yeah. There's, I mean, in the education world, if you don't look a certain way, you're yeah. not gonna go anywhere. Nice. You, can, you can't look what they perceive as unprofessional mm-hmm. if you have a Tattoo. tattoo. Like, even if it is the most innocent tattoo, like, your child's, like, handprints on your arm or something like that, they'll be yeah. like, oh, you have to keep that covered all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, how is that, like, inappropriate? How is that unprofessional to show that you love your kid?
2: Mm-hmm. Especially or, when you're teaching high school. And especially. half of your students
0: already have tattoos. Exactly. I knew a bitch in high school. By the time that bitch was fucking 18, she had eight. Have
3: eight you, tattoos. Have any of you guys ever... um For those of you listening who don't know, um, Roman is a history and political science. uh, Did Roman just talk about himself? I am. I'm also talking about myself in third person. Lots of levels here. (laughs) Have you ever looked at the specifications for being a teacher from like the 18th century, or like specifically for this area, frontier teachers? Mm -mm. You had to remain single. You could not be seen in public with another man that you were not related to. Um, you could not be seen in public with anything less than a full-length dress and sleeves. Jesus. Um, you had to attend church. It was mandatory. Um, so on and so forth. It, it's, it's very, as claustrophobic as you think it is, it was more claustrophobic. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think partially why we still have this issue today, looking at it from a historical perspective, is we have teachers who taught under those conditions because society was more constrictive. And then their students mirrored their teachers. Yeah. But, oh, maybe they, maybe they could, like, drive around in a car with somebody who wasn't their husband. You know, and then you had this thing where the academic world has held on to the things it's held on to for so long that we're still dealing with those repercussions from that con- restrictive society 100, 150 years ago.
0: Yes. Yeah, but honestly, that makes sense. Like, I, I, I get that. And, you know, speaking of teachers... What are your guys's like fears of becoming a teacher? Like I know I had a lot of them, but now they're kind of they're not there anymore, but like what are your worries about it? Like
1: what do you? Well I mean I plan on what we plan on leaving uh, the Midwest once we uh, graduate and teaching in a little bit of a bigger city. And I think one of my biggest fears has been the rise of like shootings and school shootings, mm-hmm. especially in bigger city areas. Not necessarily, like, I I just am terrified that someday, like, either my school is going to go on the lockdown because some person shows up with a gun, or I'm going to go to school some Monday and find out that a student who was at the mall got shot, or something like that. I'm terrified of the violence and the attachment that I will grow to these students, and if something bad were to happen to them, it it will devastate me.
2: Honestly, yeah, that... But those are valid
0: fears. They are. Because when you think about it, like our generation, because we're Gen Z, we have grown up with school shootings. 2012, Sandy Hook, we had the one in Florida. We've grown up with them. So that is a valid fear. It is. And the fact is, like, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I was in education classes, they never talked about that. Mm -hmm. It was never like, oh, yeah, you're allowed to be afraid of that. It was never talked about. No,
3: because your education classes are taught by people who haven't seen the inside of a classroom in the last 20, 30 years. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Here's my whole thing. If you have not taught in a classroom in 30 years, I don't know what the fuck you're doing here. Education changes every single year. It changes so fast. Especially technology. Especially technology.
3: Well, even looking at, you know, things with COVID. Yeah. How much that has just completely changed the game. Mm -hmm. You know, our, our college employees, um, for our tea, for the professors for the teaching, it's a lot of people who, you know, they, they quit teaching a number of years ago, but before that they were an administrator, they were a principal, they were yes. a superintendent, you know, and maybe 10 years before that, then they were teaching in a classroom, but mm-hmm. they haven't been in the room since, you know, early 90s, late 80s. And that's
2: the thing, even within the past 10 years, so many things have changed. So, like, just thinking down the road of, like, 30 years ago, when they didn't even have, um, like... Smart boards and Smart shit boards.
1: like that, well, it's like and not even in the technology sense, but societal views have changed so much. Mm-hmm. I've had classes with the professors that haven't been in a classroom for twenty thirty years, and they think that saying like classist or sexist things are okay, they're standard practice yeah. i've had i I had a professor just the other day who um assumed that if you are not um if you are in college, you cannot be of a lower class. Yeah. And it, it is frustrating because I was a lower class. I mean, I still am. Up until this past summer, I, I still considered myself a lower class citizen because I did not have a good job. I did not have a good paying job. Mm-hmm. And so now as, for a professor to just basically say that I can be a... um. I couldn't be in college if I wasn't middle class. It, it's hurtful? It makes me feel like I didn't belong in the class. Well, and classroom. it's ridiculous too.
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a ridiculous notion.
1: But you they think that stuff's okay because that's what was okay when they were teachers. Yeah.
3: And lo- looping back to Ginger's earlier question about what are you afraid of in the classroom? As a history major, my fears more align with how politicized history has become, just yes. in the last you know three four years and you have people on the right who are losing their minds over critical race theory, which is a graduate program. It has never been taught mm-hmm. or adapted for anything less than that. It'd be like teaching astrophysicists to kindergartners, yeah. you know, and that's part of what drives us to leave the Midwest is that I want to be able to teach, you know, history, history that isn't severely edited and constantly fought over and rewritten to fit an agenda the next two years. And, In the spirit of fairness it isn't just the right side of the aisle the left side of the aisle is doing the same thing with like you know the 1619 project comes to mind and while they're two very different things and they're two very different types of historical revisionism it's still revisionist history it's still rewriting it to fit maybe your kind of mindset yeah and
2: to filter in new views Mm -hmm. i mean it it works with english too
1: I, i i am an english education major and there's so much censorship that happens with, like, oh. like book bans and all that stuff. And, like, oh, you're not allowed to teach this in your school because it talks about this. Or, like, even, like, Anne Frank's Diary, they don't want you to read it because of certain reasons. Hmm. Huh. Yeah.
0: In my high school, if there was ever, like, they weren't even, how would I say it? They would look through the books, and if there was any, like, a hint of LGBTQA+, if there was ever a hint of, like, even freaking, like, witchcraft or devil or anything, nicks, it's out. Literally, there was, it was, they kept the library so damn filtered that it was just, it, honestly, it was just annoying. Especially if you're the, you have the type of kid who just, like, hungers for, like, knowledge. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Good luck! Well, and then, like, let's even talk about, like, beyond, like, what you can teach and, like, the, like, the worries about, like, school shootings and stuff like that. The one thing that, like, pushes people away from going into the education field is the pay. Yeah.
0: <gasps> let's talk about that. Can we talk about, this is what I think is so stupid. In every education class I ever had when I was going to be an education major, literally every professor was like, oh, yeah, you'll have to pay for your own things in like your classes, your own
2: resources and stuff? Your own
0: resources with your own money. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had, uh, da, da 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 one who only made $40,000 $40, a year, and they spent 8000 on supplies. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that is the biggest crock of shit I have heard since fucking Joe,
1: my God. Well, see, the Midwest itself has a really low, like, average teacher pay. Yeah. It's, and, yeah. like, it, it's not a livable wage. It's not. It is not... It's what is keeping people from going into the education
2: field. field. Well, and that's the thing. Like They hold us to such a like, high standard. It's like there's no support, there's no wage increase, and there's a lack of resources. Or yeah. well, the you, only
1: I, way to get a wage increase is to go and get more college. Because like, it's like, what, every yeah. 15 postgraduate um, credits you get, you get a pay bump? Yep. So I have to go into debt in order to get a higher paycheck Mm -hmm. yep
3: and just just like when we were talking about standards for women i think we also have to remember kind of the general attitudes of when education started prior to the industrial revolution in the 1800s everybody there there was more respect for teachers Mm -hmm. but as people moved to the cities and you know they work you know kind of like your nine to fives or you know a little different back then what do you do with your kids all day? You can't just, there's no farm to let them run on. You know, what are they going to do? Run in the the gutter? So schools partially were incorporated to help take care of kids. So babysitting programs. Yes, exactly. And then teachers, as they were like established, got this idea of, oh, they're just watching my kids. Yes. I don't need to care. And I think that that attitude still resonates in the education world today. For
2: sure. You know,
1: going, I'm sorry, you kind of triggered a... Back that process because we talked about like the standards for like being a female teacher and like mm-hmm. you have to dress a certain way, you have to whatever. For men, I feel like this is also the standard that it, like you can't be as involved with the students, no, yeah, because like and like especially in elementary, I feel like elementary male teachers. You uh, hardly see them though in the because mess because they get all. so much flack because it's like oh, well I don't want them near my kid. What if they touch them? Like exactly, if they, but. And, like, that's another, like, huge topic is, like, men don't get as trusted in the education field because everybody's like, oh, they're a predator, they want my child. But that's not the case. Men have just as much ability to want to foster the education of a child as a woman does. Mm-hmm. But because we're women and womanly, we're, we're expected to be like that. Whereas if a man does that, then they have an ulterior motive. And it's ridiculous. It is. It is.
2: It is.
3: You know, I, I, I agree with that. I've worked with kids the last seven summers. That's pretty much been what I do when I'm not in school. And I am always hyper, hyper aware of not to be alone with kids. Yes. If at any point, like, if I'm uh, this past summer, I led a classroom. If I was the only teacher in the classroom, I left the door open. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's another teacher in there, obviously then not. You know, I uh, – but, like, if a student would have an accident or something – I made it a point. I just flat out said, "Look, I'm not going to like you know help them change and do all that because I don't feel protected that yeah. I can do that." Which was like not very nice of me to make other people do that. You know, I'd like clean up the floor and everything. Yes, when but they it's were also done, like you but... can't
2: expose yourself to that either. Yeah, I'm yeah. not.
3: I'm not going to potentially put my entire career at risk because Johnny pissed their pants. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: So sorry, Johnny.
2: <laughs> Honestly.
0: I'm just so fucking glad, glad I'm not in the education <laughs> program. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I dropped that shit like a fucking rock. I'm sorry. Why are you
1: apologizing to me? Sometimes I I, I do feel like that there's so much stress, like a- additional stress into going into the education program mm. that it it does make you just say like, well, what if I just drop the education and just be an English major? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's just it would be so much easier. Yeah, but. I mean, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it for the students. We're doing it for this passion. Because I wanted to be an educator to help make a safe environment for students. I wanted to be, I I want to be the teacher that I never had. I want to be the teacher that, like, looks out for the kid who's getting bullied because of their, their looks or their sexuality. Let me just tell you, like, I feel that.
0: That's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be the teacher that... I never had because the teachers that I had, like, for those of you out there who are listening who don't know, I came, like Daisy, from a lower economic background. My parents, my family were poor as dirt. And to top it all off, I have autism spectrum disorder. I'm very high functioning, but I have it. And when you're in a Midwestern school, there is no tools or anything that you are provided with. And so they kind of just treated us like church mice, like we were nothing. And they kind of treated me like I was nothing. And it was just... It was not good. And I just... I don't know. I remember them saying to me, to my parents, like straight to my parents' face, Oh, yeah, your child's stupid. They'll never be able to read above a third grade level. They'll never be able to live on their own. They're just going to be a big, you know, burden on you. And it's like... What's that one, you know, quote where they're like, If you tell a fish to climb a tree, it will forever believe that it's stupid.
1: I know what you're talking about, yeah. It's like... What the fuck? I mean, in in that same vein, I mean, mean, not education. In the Midwest, mental health and disabilities are so, like, shut down. Yep. That, like, you don't even... Like, sometimes you don't even realize you had it. I mean, Roman got diagnosed with ADHD in middle school mm-hmm. and wasn't even told about it until he went to his doctor and said, hey, I think I might have ADHD. And the doctor was like, oh yeah, you do.
3: Yeah, I, <laughs> um, I went in to, for some mental health stuff um, late high school and I was diagnosed with ADHD and the doctor that I was seeing was a, a real scumbag. I don't know why he was ever in, in that field, but he put that in my chart and didn't tell me. Um, and then I, he moved away and I switched doctors and I went, you know, this past semester, spring semester and said, hey, you know, I'd like to maybe explore this, this concept. I think I might have this. Um, and she said, oh yeah, you do. It's right here in your chart. And I was like, excuse me. And no one informed me for fuck? five years that this was a thing. And I've done quite well in school, but it's come at a price. You know, yeah. I, it, it would have been nice to know and nice to maybe receive some Some help help for yeah Yeah.
0: honestly I I feel that because like for those who don't know like when you have a disability in school you get this thing called an IEP what does it stand for again? like a individualized education plan
1: Mm -hmm.
0: individualized education plan and they would have these IEP meetings and I would be like in middle school and they would have it about me and I would never be involved in it ever oh yeah Okay. It's tea time, bitch. (laughs) That's true. Let's get away from the depressing shit and get into tea time. This is a new segment that me and Ronnie made up where we can just spill any goddamn fucking secrets, stories, or any other goddamn bullshit we want to.
2: Yeah, anything that's happened throughout the week.
0: Exactly. Or, our life.
2: Okay. Fucking first topic, losing your goddamn phone at the strip club. Oh,
0: fuck yeah. Okay, so, this past June... I visited my sister, and she took me with our cousin to a strip club. I have never been to a strip club. I never really ever get... Uh, uh, What was that? A strip strip club. club. (laughs) Fuck, I'm already... A crip club. A crip club. Fuck you. A strip club. And so we get in there, and immediately before we even step in the door, this bitch is like, Show me your IDs. Fuck. Okay. (gasps) Okay, bitch. Okay, bitch. We go in there, we show them our IDs, and there's already somebody dancing, I'm just like... Not looking, I'm not looking, I'm not looking. And my sister, she's laughing her goddamn ass off. Whatever. And, you know, I'm thinking, oh, we're gonna sit in a booth, we're gonna sit far away. No, bitch, we pull right up to the fucking stage. She pops a fucking 21s on my fucking lap, and she's like... There you go. There you go. Ooh, and let me just tell you, this one bitch came out. Whoa, could this bitch fucking dance, homie? This bitch was doing flips. She was knocking her heels together. I was like, <laughs> yes, bitch. And then she was going around individually, like, giving people lap dances. I was like, no, don't do me. Don't do me. I'm too scared. <laughs> no, no, no. And then she, she she, looked me dead in the eye and she gave me a lap dance. And then, like, do you know what was also, like, kind of hot? Like, <laughs> I was like, ooh, maybe I am, by." I don't know. She like, She, like, she bit my ear. Oh my god. She bit what? my earlobe. Ginger. Fuck off. <laughs> fuck off, don't be doing that shit I'd to like me. I'd like to
2: acknowledge that I've never heard that part of the story.
0: No, because it's not exactly a part I fucking tell.
2: <laughs> but it was so
0: fucking cool. And then, then this one bitch who and, came and, out, and then, and, and, and she, then, she gave me tips on how to do a strip striptease. Bullshit. I know,
2: I'm fucking... Too bad fuck you'll never have to use them. What fuck happened me. to the original plot of this That's story? That's what i asking. It's like goddamn... Ginger, get to the I goddamn- I was saying you! Where too. did you lose your phone?
0: Oh, okay. So, we leave the goddamn strip club. I'm fucking 50 sheets to the goddamn wind. My sister and my cousins got each arm around them. And my fucking uncle picks us up. And me and my sister, <laughs> we're hefty bitches. And then, you know, my cousins, she's, she's mid-sized. And so we fit in this goddamn fucking clown car. We're, <laughs> like, squeezed in there. And he's fucking turning. He's going fucking left, right. And I'm like, oh, bitch. we get to my sister's fucking apartment and immediately as i step in the door i'm like i don't have my phone check your purse she checks her purse it's not in there i do the once over fuck i even checked my bra because sometimes i put it in there when i don't have a pocket just to hold that shit it wasn't in there so and she's like wait
2: what kind of shirt has a pocket in it for a woman a pocket shirt oh really where do you get those Walmart? (laughs) Wait, so you're talking about, like, the hefty, like, Fruit of the Loom fucking pocket shirts in the men's section! Fuck you, okay? (laughs) I have
0: big-ass shoulders, okay? I have big-ass shoulders, and I need a big-ass t-shirt to fill my ass. Okay,
2: sorry. Continue with your story.
0: Okay, so, the next morning, we go to the (laughs) bar that we were there before. Not there. We go to a different bar. Not there. And we know it's in the fucking club, the strip club. We call the bitch... We're not open until Wednesday. It's fucking Saturday. I'm like, fuck (laughs) me, bitch. I gotta go to work. So it's like, okay, I'm going to be sick. Note the air quotes. You can't see them, but I'm putting them up there. Well, I don't know. Some fucking God or karma came back on my ass because the next morning I woke up, I had the stomach flu. I was fucking throwing up. I was running to the goddamn bathroom. Let me tell you, when they say a fucking cleanse, I had a cleanse, bitch. I weighed myself before, and after, who, bitch? I lost fucking 15 pounds. 15 pounds! That doesn't mean go throw up in the goddamn toilet, okay? That's not healthy. But damn! I look skinny as fuck afterwards.
2: I can't imagine the fucking suffering that that toilet went through.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We have a moment of silence for that? Okay, (laughs) okay.
2: Speaking of fucking suffering, I feel bad
0: for my goddamn sister. Oh my god, we still haven't gotten to when you found the phone! The fuck This is a goddamn process! So my sister had to take care of my ass, and my mom calls her and she's like, Is is Marie okay? Is she She's like, I swear to god, if I have to hear this bitch throw up a fucking one more time, I'm gonna beat some ass. It was like fucking it was bad. Okay. So it comes to Wednesday. And we're thinking, oh, fuck, it's gonna be, it's open, it's gonna be open. But I have such bad anxiety. Like, what if it's not there? What the fuck am I gonna do if it's not there? It's a thousand dollar phone.
2: I paid for it in cash.
0: I'm like, I'm. That fucked. was your
2: first fucking mistake. Who buys a thousand dollar phone. A bitch who likes photography. I
0: saved my I have money up for that. Don't fucking judge me. So, my cousin, my sister actually, she drives me to the club, and before we get in, I'm like. I'm nervous. What if, what if it's not in there? And she's like, it's in there. I fucking bet my tits it's in there. And if it's not, she's lying. It's like, okay, okay. So me and my sister go into the club, and there is the fucking club owner, and you could tell she's a goddamn bitch, okay, because her hair is so goddamn fucking. It looks white. It's one of those goddamn hairs where you know they use the purple shampoo way too fucking much, and you're like, damn bitch, you look like a knockoff Daenerys Targaryen. You look like shit. <laughs> And we were like, oh, we're looking for a phone with a purple phone case. And like I could see the embarrassment in her eyes because we had messaged her on Facebook. We had called her, we had texted her. She's like, oh yeah. I found it in one of the chairs. And my sister's face was red as a fucking tomato. I thought that bitch was gonna jump over that bar and fucking <laughs> shank her with the goddamn her fucking bottle opener. I was like, ooh, no bitch. No no no. I was like, thank you, we gotta go. We get in the-
2: We gotta go, bitch. We
0: gotta go, bitch. We get in the fucking car, and the whole, I would say, 15 minutes home, she's like, this motherfucker, she is the dumbest bitch I have ever fucking met, I swear <laughs> to fuck, I'm getting there are no stars on fucking Yelp, one star, because she's a shit. Okay, well, the funny story- is
3: Yelp where you eat? Isn't that for restaurants?
0: Yes! Yelp is for more than just restaurants. Oh. Yeah, you dumb bitch. I was going to caution well, you fuck. against
3: eating at the strip club.
0: Uh, here's my thing. I would never eat at a strip club, okay? I would never. And so... We're not talking about We're food, not talking right? about food, Ginger. What are you talking about? <laughs> we're talking about eating out. Oh, that's disgusting. Okay. <laughs> so, the, the fucking ending of the story goes, I get back home. I take my fucking job. I get a call like a week later. I pick up the phone. It's my sister. She's like, you will never fucking guess... What fucking happened? And I'm like, what? And she's like, that fucking strip club? The one we went to? I was like, yeah. She's like, that bitch was selling meth out of her strip club! She got shut the fuck down!
2: What's with the hand signals, Ginger? It's for emphasis. Well, it's every time that Ginger tries to be fucking cool when she's telling a story. I am fucking cool. She she tries to turn, like, throws the peace sign, like... Yo, yo,
0: yo, bitch! Fucking up your bitch! You know
2: a story that I fucking remember you telling me, Ginger? Which one? That time that you worked at your local grocery store and this fucking old guy comes in. I hated that
0: fucking job. I hated... Like, I loved the people because you could fuck around, but, like, that goddamn job was a fucking nightmare. Okay. So, for those who don't know, I live in a small town community. And it's very religious. And I used to work at this grocery store at night. So I'm working there with my friend Carissa. And then out of the blue, this guy, we'll call him Bob. Bob's very religious. I mean, he's known to hand out pamphlets of, like, why we're going to hell. Like, he wants to maybe print out 50 pamphlets because it was also, like, a copy store where you could be like, oh, 50 reasons why we're going to hell. And I'm like, fuck me. (laughs) So he comes up with this big fucking basket of... Fucking potatoes And he looks me up and down and he's like You're tempting the men You're going to hell And my first thought was like Bitch I'm already fucking here I'm at <laughs> I'm at this job for seven fifty an hour to watch your old ugly ass tell me I'm going to hell And then I then I fucking humored his ass. I was like, Oh, um Why? Why? He's like Look at what you're wearing You're You're dressed like a whore! (laughs) And that's where this fucking, like, the the title of this podcast also comes from. It's because of that. And you know what I was fucking wearing? I was wearing leggings, I was wearing your basic Midwest bitch Ugg boots, a fucking tank top that literally was on my neck, and a fucking plaid pullover. But you're a whore. But I'm a whore. Okay, and then he's like, I'm not leaving until we say ten Hail Marys and you button up. (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus Christ, I get out at 10, it's 9.45, so I'm like, we gotta get this bastard out of here. <laughs> so I button up, I'm like, you know, he's like, we're saying Hail Marys. And he looks and he's like, you Catholic? I was like, no, my mom's Catholic and my dad's Methodist, but I'm I'm Methodist then. And he was like, you need to be Catholic or you're going to hell. What the hell's wrong with your parents? like, fuck.
2: We're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Yeah. Here's my thing. Come into a goddamn grocery store and harass and fucking name call a fucking teenage girl. I was 16. And literally- But you're a whore.
0: You're a whore. And he's like, you should be ashamed of yourself. Even Mary Magdalene wasn't this bad. (laughs) What the fuck? And I was like, homie, she was a prostitute. What the fuck? You're just fucking doing your job. I'm just doing my job, earning $7.50 an hour, trying to keep up with your fucking old ass and try not to get fired because of my big ass mouth. Okay?
2: Well, Well, I think that leaves, leaves us on a pretty good note. Thank you guys so much for coming. You'll see us next week on She's a Whore.
0: Hell yeah, because you know what? She's a, she's a whore!